John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It's time for our weekly check on Baylor softball. Here's softball assistant coach Hoot Jonigan with the voice of the Bears. Back with us, John Morris Show. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios and pleased to be joined by Baylor softball assistant coach Hoot Jonigan. Uh, Hoot, uh, welcome. Is that music choice okay with you or would you have a, a request uh, no. next time you're on for bump music? That- that is be- that is beautiful. I can take that, and uh, maybe next time a little earth, wind, and fire. Oh, now we can do that. We can definitely <laughs> do that. <laughs> All right, you got it next time. Hey, I appreciate your time on a game day. Uh, it, how does this work in? You doing this with us uh, with your pregame schedule, first pitch at 630. Well, you know, we, we usually don't do bat testing until around 4 o'clock and start BP at 430, so okay. uh, got some free time here to – it's always good to get away and uh, and share and get away from watching the video and all that stuff. So uh, this was a good opportunity for me to do that. Thanks for sharing. What is uh, what's involved in bat testing? Well, they uh, they actually have to put every bat that's going to be used tonight into a compression uh, mm. machine, if you will, and yeah. they test the psi pressure just like you would a, a tire, and to make sure that it fits in a certain range and. If it passes, you get a sticker on it, and uh, if it doesn't, they throw it out. And when the umpires come out before the game, they will always they will go out there and look for that sticker. If the sticker's not there, they can't use the bat. Or if it's already they've swung and, and put a ball in play and used it, then whatever happens gets nullified because it's an illegal bat. Wow, interesting. So who no, does the testing? Yeah. Do the umpires do the testing or who? No, the, uh, usually the event manager does it. Okay. Uh, it would be Polly Young for Paula? us. Uh-huh. And so she does it for both teams, and there's a sticker that's put on for that day. And right before the game, you'll see the umpires come out and go to both dugouts. There is a sheet of paper that she fills out that says 22 bats tested, 22 passed, or three failed, or whatever the case may be. And then the umpires will go to look for that sticker. They'll pick them up and shake them to make sure there's nothing loose in there because sometimes there's rings in there that get it. So if you ever see them shaking them, they're listening for that. But if they see the sticker, count the number, and it doesn't doesn't jingle when they shake it, then it's okay. And now we're we're clear for uh, takeoff, ready for play. I got you. Interesting. That's really good. Really good info. Uh, yeah. And how often do bats not pass? I mean, is it kind of a, you know, is it kind of like, all right, we need to do this, so we'll do it, or do they do bats show up that don't pass? Well, there are there are bats that don't pass. Uh, I will say this: some teams we play have bats that are right on that borderline. So, for example, if 1,500 PSI yep. is the minimum, they're going to be right there on that. And they only let them use those bats during the game. They don't take BP or use them any other time because oh. you want them as hot, if you will, as you can get them. Sure. Uh, and then sometimes there's the crack bat or something that people don't know about it. When they test it, it, it fails or it cracks, and they, they get it out of there. And it's better to find out then than when you – you know, you're in a game and maybe the end flies off or something and could get somebody hurt. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's, uh, we, we test once before each three game series in conference. So before the Friday game, they'll test the bats, but all three games, the umpires will come out and look for that sticker that was originally put on there and, and shake them every day to make sure nothing's come loose and still clear them for that particular game. Very interesting. 
gives a new meaning to hot bats, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Back in the day, I, I can remember one time when I was on the baseball side, and this is when it all came to fruition here. There were eight teams that went to Omaha, and there was one particular team that went that they finally decided to check the bats, and only one of their bats was legal. Oh, really? Oh, we've got a little bit of an issue here. Yeah. So, uh, so they started doing bat testing on both baseball and softball, and uh, the rest is history. Interesting. You want to name names? You want to name who that was? I'd probably better not. Okay. <laughs> somebody, somebody in the state of Texas. About that? <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, let's talk. Uh, I want to talk baseball, but let's start with softball. And uh, nice weekend, really good pitching. You won uh, two out of three from Texas Tech. But it was another one of those weekends, to me, like Kansas, where, man, you, a sweep was right there, and you just couldn't quite finish off the sweep. Yeah, we were really so close, but yet so far, I mean, we were we we did we pitched it really well. We pitched it good enough to win all three games. Of course, obviously, when you shut them out in the first two games, you know all you got to do is score one run, which we did on Friday. But uh, but anyway, when you get to that third game and you have a chance to sweep, yeah, you always want to finish it out, just like we did in Kansas. And uh, you know we had our opportunity Sunday against Tech. We left 11, 11 people on base and uh, just could not come up with the big hit. And it's you know there's a lot of reasons for that. It's not always because of a uh, a bad at bat. Sometimes we had a good at bat and, you know, for example, their shortstop makes a diving yeah. uh, stab on that line drive. That would have been a run to cut the lead in half. And, you know, in a, in a two to nothing ball game like that, one of those hits could mean the difference. You know, it breaks the ice a little bit. Things start to roll in the right direction. You get some momentum and you could break the game open, but, uh, but it just wasn't in the cards on Sunday for us, but uh, we still, we actually had more hits on Sunday than we did on the first two games yeah. when we won. So uh, it's kind of a it's a crazy game. You don't ever try to figure it out. That's why you why you look up there in the runs column, and uh, that that's what's important. And I think on Sunday you and Tech had the same number of hits, right? Y'all had five hits. Yeah. They had five, uh, and they won the game two to nothing. It's just a matter of where those hits came, and that that goes back to uh, eleven runners left in scoring position. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's all back to you ever ever baseball softball coach you hear. It's all about timely hitting. And you got to get that hit at the right time, you know. And uh, Saturday we were fortunate. We we were on the receiving end of eight walks and three hit batters. So they put us on base a little bit, you know. And we only got two hits, but we scored four runs because they put us on. Uh, but Tech did a good job of not doing that for us. And uh, we had to hit to get on, and we just couldn't get the other hit to get them in, so to speak. So, uh, and again, a lot of factors into the into that. But uh, at the end of the day, it just didn't happen for us. And uh you know, when we go in, you want to win the series for sure, and we did that. Uh, but, yeah, we, we like to sweep. Absolutely. You want to win every game you play, but we just wasn't in the cards. And now we come on to this week and uh, try to continue and, and get some momentum, get another streak started. Tell you what, Lee, uh, Leah Benford is really swinging a bat well for you, hot bat, so to speak. And, uh, in fact, on Sunday they were almost pitching around her, being real careful with her. Yeah, she was in the zone this weekend, and the, you could tell they they were pitching around her without a doubt. And and we both, Coach Moore and I, both looked at each other when in that last inning we had base bases loaded, or we actually had second and third, uh, and uh, we said they're going to walk her and, yep. and and pitch to to Casey, which which that's fine. Casey's got some big hits for us too, and I really felt good about her chances too. But, uh, but yeah, Leah is in the zone. She's uh, she had a good weekend. She drew a lot of walks. She didn't get herself out, and she hit the ball hard when she got the opportunity to and uh, hopefully that's a good sign hopefully that'll continue to carry on as as well as doing a great job on her pitching duties 
you know, pitched an outstanding game uh, Saturday and, and came in relief on Sunday to keep us in the game to give us that chance to potentially win that game. Yeah, that's turned into a really good uh, one-two punch, hadn't it, in the circle with Dari Orm and Aaliyah Benford. Yeah, they really have. They've, they've, uh, they've gotten better as the season has gone on. Britt's done a great job with them in developing some pitches and control and, and calling their games for them. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you, those two right there, when they're on, they can beat anybody in the country. As case in point with Oklahoma, who's the best team in the country, we had them beat going into the seventh inning as well. And so uh, they give you a chance in the circle. Those two will give you a chance to do it for sure. And we play good enough defense to scratch across some runs here. We got a chance to beat anybody we play. John, again, our guest, Baylor Baylor softball assistant coach, a former longtime assistant with Baylor baseball. Let's switch gears uh, with that 2012 team coming in this weekend for a 10-year reunion. Uh, man, that is going to be fun. Uh, first off, does it does it seem like it's been 10 years since that 2012 season? No, it really doesn't. And uh, time just flies by so fast. And uh, it seems like yesterday we were – talking about feed the beaver and, and the, the wind streak and all those kind of things. And so, uh, you know, when Bryce Cherry did his zoom podcast or whatever he did with those, uh, members of that team and did that article on it, man, I, I was able to listen to that and boy, that brought back a lot of good memories. I just, I just had a smile on my face, <laughs> goosebumps. And as I was listening to those guys, just reminisce about that year. And it really brought back a lot of good memories. And so, uh, I'm really fortunate that, uh, coach Rod and, and the, and the guys over there in baseball decided to recognize that team because that really was a special team uh, that did a lot of special things in that one year. Really cool, really great season, 24-game win streak, uh, 18 straight to open Big 12 conference play, both Big 12 records, uh, culminated with that A&M weekend, and uh, we were talking about that earlier, uh, Friday night in College Station and Saturday and Sunday, just crowds. Well, the fire marshal had to turn people away on Saturday because uh, the crowd was so huge. Yeah, it really was. I mean, what an atmosphere, man. It's kind of what you dream about. You know, as a kid, you try to try to get you know, Division One college baseball and play in front of a packed house with an atmosphere like that, and you couldn't ask for anything better. And, you know, the thing on our side, when we get them in there, we want to win. We want them to come back. And so uh, – we were able to do that. I think we had fireworks after that Saturday night game with the sellout crowd and just a perfect scenario. And then to come back Sunday with a chance to sweep and able to pull that off, man, that was uh, that culminated an incredible weekend, an incredible streak of 24 games. Yeah, man, what a season. What a great uh, uh, memory that is. There are so many memories. Um, and great to have uh, you and uh, so many guys back this weekend for that reunion. That's going to be fun. What, what are the? I know you've got softball Saturday at two. The baseball game is Saturday at three. Um, but there's a dinner in there on on Saturday evening. Yeah, well, they put together a dinner for us. Uh, that so we'll all be able to get together and just reminisce and share stories and catch up and and uh, and you know it's going to be so fun, much fun to see everybody. And you know the thing that I'm most proud of is. Uh, not only their accomplishment on the field and what they did, you know, that is great. We won a big 12 championship and a regional and we're so we're really on the cusp of going to Omaha and just wasn't in the cards that year, but so many great memories there. But, you know, the thing that makes me most proud is, is what they're doing now. You know, most of them have kids, they've got family, they've got great jobs. They're great law abiding citizens in this great country we live in. And they're representing beta bears, you know, really well. And, and that's what makes you proud. And, Hopefully there's one thing as we went through that, that season, as they went through their college careers here, that they can say they can draw back on and 
learn from. That'll help them out in this game of life. And uh, being able to catch up with them, get get together and, and share those stories, man, that's going to be a lot of fun. Man, that's great. That'll be fun. Well, have fun with that. Good luck uh, on the softball diamond uh, this weekend against Iowa State. And good luck tonight before we get there against Stephen F. Austin. And thank you for the visit. I'll see you out there this Absolutely. evening. Absolutely. Hey, let me let me mention one thing about tonight's game. Yes, real quick. yes. Uh, tonight we are going to salute our military. Oh, great. Uh, we, we've changed that. And we've got a special presentation tonight. You know, earlier this year we were able to take the girls out to, to Hawaii and we visited Pearl Harbor. And uh, I actually have an uncle that was uh, killed out there at Pearl Harbor as well. So I was able to see his name out there in Monument and stuff. But we visited the Pearl Harbor uh, Memorial. Uh, we were right over the uh, USS Arizona that was sunk right there, the battleship. And Gary Dewey, one of our uh, a longtime uh, big supporters, Baylor fan, green and gold blood, if you will. He was He's a veteran. He was presented a flag, United States flag, that flew over the USS Arizona. Wow. And he is, that flag is going to be flown over Getterman tonight during wow. the game, and he's going to throw out the first pitch. So that's going to be a neat time as we salute our military heroes and Gary especially being a vet uh, and a big-time Baylor fan. So he's going to throw out the first pitch. That flag's going to be flying over Getterman. So it's going to be a special night here at the ballpark. Wow, that is really cool. Always a good time, never a bad time uh, to recognize uh, our veterans and uh, especially those – who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Thanks for letting us know about that. That's great. Absolutely, man. You bet, J-Mo. All right, bud. We'll see you later. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good. Hoot Johnigan, Baylor softball assistant coach, Baylor and Stephen F. Austin tonight, 6.30 first pitch at Getterman Stadium on the air at 6.15 on 101.3 FM television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+.